Welcome to the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Neural Retraining and a certified MAP method practitioner specializing in anxiety and chronic health conditions. Join me for episode 59, where we talk with my client, Joseph Eng, about his experience with the MAP method for symptoms of autoimmunity and chronic fatigue syndrome. Hear about his experience with many other methods, including DNRS, EMDR, CFS coaching, talk therapy, EFT or tapping, as well as naturopathic and conventional medicine approaches. Joe describes himself as a highly sensitive person with a significant trauma history and some OCD tendencies. Before he started to work with me, he had experience with the MAP method through the MAP Coaching Institute's programs, group sessions, and individual sessions. He was even enrolled in the certification program to become a MAP practitioner himself, but had to take a break to work on his own recovery, as you'll hear him describe. This is the point at which we met, and over the course of two and a half months and six one-on-one MAP sessions, he saw improvements in his brain fog, chronic fatigue, anxiety, emotional stability, and self-esteem. By session three, he was reporting having more energy and less guilt. By session five, he was saying he was more active and had fewer reactions to his sensitivities. He said he was feeling he was getting back into life with more good days than bad. And by session six, he reported, I feel like I am back and my ability to push through symptoms is better. Now, was Joe's remarkable progress all due to MAP sessions? I think his commitment to the method and to his recovery was a big factor, and also his willingness to work with whatever came up in sessions. The other big factor was his constructive way of dealing with setbacks, where he was able to be patient and kind with himself instead of dropping into a well of despair, which he'd learned from his CFS coaching. Joe also describes the best of the methods that he has tried to date and how he uses them together. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease. Instead, we work with the person and the personality to optimize health. Now, let's hear from Joe. Well, welcome, Joe. I am so pleased to have you join me today to talk about your experience with the MAP method. Um, I hope that, you know, the conversation we have today will be inspiring for many people who are, uh, who see themselves in your story. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I've been listening to your podcast. You know that. So (laughs) happy to be here to help others. Yeah, great. So um, you know, take me back. I I don't even remember the story, but how did you discover this method that's called the MAP method, which, as you said before, is a really little known method for working with the mind? 
I came to it because I um, I was struggling with a autoimmune condition at the time. I thought it was mold illness, and it kind of triggered a chronic fatigue syndrome in me. So at that time, I was moving between apartments and trying to figure out what was going on in my body, as anyone will attest that has gone through this kind of chronic conditions. They, <laughs> you can't find an answer. The doctors have no answers. And so I was on the internet struggling to figure out what possible solutions there were. And there was a lot of neural retraining programs. There's a variety of them. And uh, maybe some of the listeners have heard, or you, you talk about DNRS, Madeline. That was one I went to. And I kept looking online and looking online what would help with these neural trainings. Then there was a course about EFT, which is tapping, tapping on acupressure points. And maybe some people are familiar with that as well. And I found all these YouTube channels and I was desperate. And whenever I wasn't in a brain foggy state enough to watch these videos, I would watch them and be like, oh, what else could I do? What else? Because this isn't working, or is it working fast enough? Am I ever going to get better? How long is it going to take? And then an ad came up for <laughs> on one of these YouTube channels for Chris Duncan. I don't know if you've heard of Chris Duncan, but uh, the creator of, if your listeners know, the creator of Matt is Colette, and she trained this business guy or with the method. Uh, and so I looked into Chris Duncan's program. And then from there, I was like, oh, who is the therapist that taught that taught Chris Duncan? And it was Colette. Then I looked, did a whole bunch of research that day on Colette's uh, modality, which is the MAP, MAP method. And um, I think I joined the group that day. <laughs> and I was like on Colette's call. And she helped me with my sleep like I was called into the hot seat and then I looked further and then after that I saw Yelena had a, a program uh, for autoimmune condition a seven free day seven day free trial and uh, I was hooked after that I took the seven day free trial and I was looking listening to the subliminals and started exploring more and um, yeah here I am now yeah and then we started working together sometime after that <laughs> yes we did yeah so the um, ad with chris duncan yes that is also how i found the map method i did the same thing you did i was on youtube looking up something completely different but in my mind i've been looking for a way to work with people with neural retraining in a set of sessions instead of teaching them a basic method that they would have to practice for hours you know hours upon hours for months and i i saw that demonstration and I thought, this is it. What is he doing there? But his method is like one step away, I think, from the Matt method. Um, he's an Australian businessman. And I think, you know, he has more of that bent um, entrepreneurship, more like business success kind of thing. And so when I found Colette Stryker and the Map Coaching Institute, I knew that, that that was the approach I wanted to follow because I was really interested in it for health, um, mental, emotional, and physical health. Yeah. So let's see. So you, uh, you had worked with Colette in a, in a workshop. So you were initiated to the MAP method through that. And then you started to use Yelena's autoimmune program. Tell me a little bit about where you were 
before we started to work together. So I, I guess at some point you decided you wanted to do live one-on-one -on -one sessions with a practitioner. Can you talk a little bit about that decision and how that was different to doing a program like Elena's? With the one on, like, I, there was a few one on ones I took very early on as soon as I got into the program because I was just absorbing anything I could from MAP. Mm. But I don't think I, I was in the correct mindset to absorb it all because at that time, there was some like immediate benefits from Yelena's program and whatever. I would go on the Zoom calls and I joined MAP coaching, and there's a whole bunch of several programs. And I was just trying and experimenting with them. And I think I had a one-on-one -on -one with Ed at that time. And they were beneficial because I had tried traditional psychotherapy in the past and tried a lot of the traditional methods to help with even anxiety and other mental health things previously before getting this chronic illness. And um, this seemed to help more, be more effective. Like I knew I was on the right track, mm -hmm. but at that, that time, I was still maybe in denial about how ill I actually was and was still just trying to power through it. And people, you know, if you have your clients will know, like you, not, it's not a denial, but you don't exactly know what's going on. So you think you can just continue on with life, but that's to your detriment. And then when you actually take a step back and like figure out what's going on and figure out what are the, proper steps and processes you have to take then you're like you and accept that okay this is maybe a longer journey than I think um then that's when the healing comes and so I was taking Yelena's group program for autoimmune and there's like group zoom calls once a week and, and things like that and again they were very beneficial uh they were very beneficial in terms of like dealing with my past and bringing up emotions but my physical healing hasn't ha wasn't catching up to that yet because I was still not doing the right things giving my body what it needs which was proper rest and proper time to release the trauma and heal right and so I was still powering through but I was doing the sessions and it just became overwhelming at some point and then I kind of had a setback in my recovery I would say uh, I wouldn't even call it a setback. It was what needed to happen, but I needed a break from everything. I needed to just take care of my own health. And so I stopped pushing through in my daily life. And even, even I, I stopped for a time, even under Yelena's advice to not have to listen to the supplementals every day. Don't force it. Just like it feels good for your body because your body's healing. You know, you have to integrate and, and you know, process with these traumas and process, uh, you know, what's going on in the nervous system. And then you have to rest and let your body recover and then maybe go back in when you're comfortable. And once I got into that rhythm, then my, I started to heal. Right. And I went through a really, really rough patch during the summer. And then once I started to get out of that little rough patch, then I was ready to delve more into MAP again. And then that's when I found you because I was like, I've had one-on-one -on -one sessions before and now that my body can handle these sessions, I feel like I need to go, now it's time to dig deeper and excavate even the, the whatever emotional baggage and traumas that I need to take care of before I can move forward in life at all with anything. 
Yeah. And yeah, and I had always wanted to work with you because through my roughest times, I was, I'd be in bed and I couldn't move and um, I'd be so brain foggy and like, you know, there were times I didn't know my name. I couldn't write my name at the doctors and things that people will never know. Only other people with struggling with chronic illness will understand. And I would listen to your podcasts and I, that was the only time I could fall asleep was listening to your podcast because stories of recovery, right? And other people going through and the map method actually helps these people. And then like, you know, it's pretty calming, comforting. So I listened to all of, all of them, all of your episodes and yeah, it really helped me during that time. And then now it's great that I'm talking to you and working with you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So we started working together about that time. So you talked about the rough patch and then I think we have done about six sessions over maybe two and a half months starting in August. Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what were you, what were you hoping to address, right? When you decided, okay, it's time for me to, to dig deeper, to do some, you know, uh, map sessions that are going to get more to the root causes you know, what, what, what is it that you were hoping to resolve for yourself in these sessions? Where were you emotionally, mentally, physically? Yeah, so physically, it'd probably be obviously the chronic illness, the chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and that was probably at my worst physically, like the brain fog was so intense. And I think I'd been running my whole life, basically, my brain's been functioning from like a, an adrenaline standpoint, like, you know, an anxious state, a panic state. So everything I've done in my life has been come from a, a, yeah, a panicky kind of paranoid, anxious state, which is not healthy. It's rare that I wasn't in a relaxed state, which should be your default. I know now after all these neural retrainings and all these courses and stuff and things. Um, <clears throat> Other things I like I was trying to resolve was because I I know that I I know and I feel that my chronic illness stemmed from like a lifetime of trauma and you know I had a, maybe a dysfunctional background and there was a, you know diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety and depression and all, all these clinical things but I see it all under the same umbrella right like it's just trauma that's been stored excess stress. A lifetime of stress that just built up and accumulated and uh, I would self-sabotage and just to add more stress you know and I you, I would add more stress to my own my life because I thought that there was something not <laughs> how, am I, how am I trying to state this I think that yeah there is a lifetime of stress that I was trying to resolve that I couldn't, you know, I was always doing things to, to hurt myself because I didn't have the confidence or self-esteem that I could do something positive with my life. And be just from where I came from, the mindset is like, kind of like you give up on life, you know, you, there's no, there's no point to it. So you just do things to self-destruct and that's, that's where I was coming from. And that's probably what I, and 
looking to heal and was looking to heal at that time. You know, I know what the problem is, but you know, a lot of people self-sabotage. I'm not the only one. And um, yeah, you have to figure that out and then be aware of it and then figure out what works for you to try and mitigate and fix that problem. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Thanks for sharing all of that. So you, um, you had, you know, physical health issues uh, from the autoimmune condition, emotional, mental, right? So things at all levels that you were hoping to address through a set of six MAP sessions. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about, you know, how the sessions were helpful for you? Um, what did you experience with the sessions that, um, you know, was essential for your healing, I guess. I would say there's less triggering memories. And what I mean is that, like, something that I definitely noticed is that, yeah. you know, I'm uh, pre previous to the sessions or previous to this year and this illness and all these math sessions and neural retrainings like I think I like I know I'm highly emotional overreactive and um you know triggered easily and I uh, maybe I would put myself in positions as a, as a method of that self-destruction to be triggered and then not have to, you know, maintain my life or, you know, use it as an excuse to not move forward and take responsibility. Um, and I noticed that after the MAP sessions, memories, painful memories from before, even small ones, but, you know, like you get triggered, it could be anything, it could be a small, everyone has their own little triggers. They they weren't bothering any me anymore. So I've like even some little hurts from childhood, like a toy, someone stealing a toy. It would bother me. Like it would cause like, oh, I was wronged in that instance. And like memories like that, they're like they 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 don't bother me or I can't even recall the memory or they've dissipated. And I have a lot of those instances, I think. So I know that it's working for me because before when I would look back in my past, it'd be so much hurt. I'm like, I could barely even like stand to look at, at my past, but now it's kind of like a lot of those memories are, they're neutralized. So they don't, they don't weigh on me anymore. Mm. And that's been a great thing that I've noticed is that. And so as I do the work more, I can go into more heavier, heavier subjects and like days. Some of them, there's some weight or whatever, but by and large, the weight, the weight is dissipating, right? And then mind the small hurts and triggers, a lot of them, they don't exist anymore, right? So that's been a big benefit to me. Mm. Um, would you want me to talk about the, like the physical side of it too? Well, I think people probably wonder, you know, what did we work with in sessions, right? You know, so like uh if you can maybe describe like what the process felt like you know uh 
So some of the, some of our sessions, we worked with painful emotional memories, you know, others yeah. maybe uh, fears of being judged or something like that. You know, uh, th if there's anything you wanted to say about the process, that might be helpful for other people that are trying to think like, well, what actually happens in these sessions, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know how to compare. I'm still trying to figure out what's a good way to say it. Mm. I'm allowed to say how yeah. to explain to another person, I guess the closest comparison, although it is not hypnosis, is it's kind of like that. It's, but it's not. You're very aware what's going on. It's not hypnosis, but it's similar in that Madeline or the practitioner is giving a set of commands and it's allowing you to build a relationship with your subconscious mind. And then after the practitioner has given you these commands, if your body, if your brain accepts it, when your brain accepts it, then you start to naturally with this relationship with your own mind, start to heal yourself and release, you know, traumas or gain an understanding and wisdom on emotions and memories that have held you back before. And so for me, I know I'm a very sensitive person. So like it can be emotionally uh, intense, but I don't want to say intense as in it, it should be a fear, something that should be feared. It should be like, it's a powerful, it's a powerful uh, method of work. So, I mean, if uh, any person is willing to, to work on themselves and uh, they go on the traditional methods of, you know, psychology and psychiatry, chiropractic work and acupuncture and all that, like, if you're open to this and you try it, I believe that often you'll see the, how, how great and powerful the method is, even though it may seem like She's just, is she hypnotizing me or is she just saying words or whatever? But, but once you feel it within your, you know, your own mind, your own, what is going on? Like you, you'll feel physical, physical, like for me, it was like a lot of physical release and a lot of release and relief of tension, you know, almost immediately you would like, once you get into the session. So yeah, it's, it's a wonderful modality. Like, you know, I hope to get into it helping people within myself yeah yeah so Madeline I've tried everything I've tried everything everything <laughs> you mean before you tried the mat method right. yeah did you try EMDR yes you did yes. Can, you, can you talk a little bit about that like how does EM, how an EMDR session is different from a map session can you compare and contrast okay so and I'm not sure if the person that was my psychologist at the time and I love her but now that I, I've read some of the like clinical processes about how EM how other practitioners execute a, a EMDR session I'm not sure that she was doing it standard according. yes there's a there's I don't know if the, the full protocol I, I don't know if I've experienced the full protocol yet that's what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. but um I would say okay so very basic people know is talk therapy 
cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's very beneficial, right? But you do have to stick with it. I, you do have to stick with it. And maybe that's something that I didn't do before because it's very easy to go in there for one hour, once every two weeks or once a week, and then come out of therapy sessions and feel good for an hour or the, the rest of the afternoon. And then you're stressed right back into life, right? And so I find that kind of talk therapy challenging because I'm stress case. I've been a stress case. <laughs> so you're like, as soon as you don't have that comfort of the practitioner or psychologist, it's like, it's very easy to go back into your old ways. EMDR uses, I don't know, the, I, the paddles I used are by vibration. They vibrate and you can use lights or you can use sounds. And what it is, is it just triggers stimulation on the right side of the body and the left side of the body. So I would hold these vibrating paddles and they would vibrate back and forth. First my right hand, then my left hand, then my right hand, then my left hand, like a signal on a car. If you can picture it, they'd go back and forth and back and forth. And then you would do talk therapy. And from that, it's supposed to just trigger the different parts of your brain more because you have the right and left hemisphere. And from that, then you do go a little bit deeper. So when recalling a traumatic memory to neutralize it, it does stir up more, more sensations in the brain and in the body than just talk would, right? So in that sense, it does pull up more for you to work with in therapy. But it's still, for me, it's nowhere near comparison to what you can do with the MAP method. Like, it's not even close. That's That's my experience. And like I said, I would like to try maybe in another maybe in another lifetime like a, a clinical protocol of the emdr and do like six sessions and or something like that but i don't see a need or value for that now because i found that you know in my experience it was more powerful than talk therapy but not 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 as effective as map the map method mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so that's that's pretty much what I hear from my clients as well. Um, I've never done EMDR. I I don't. Uh, I'm not trained as a therapist, obviously. Um, but what I hear is that EMDR, though it is more more effective. I mean, this is why people have moved to these and these other energy psychology methods, EMDR and EFT, from just uh, traditional talk therapies because it does offer something more. Um, but, you know, so these methods require either bilateral stimulation or they require tapping on acupressure points to, to kind of invoke the, the brain's own natural process of resolving trauma memories. But the memories I kind of have to, you kind of have to go through them in some detail um, in order for this processing to kind of happen. And so... Mm-hmm. In the MAP method, we've kind of taken a big leap over that um, because now we don't need to tap. We don't need to stimulate, you know, bilateral uh, uh, with lights or vibrations or tapping or anything. We let the brain do all of that. The brain actually has its own natural healing method that is much more powerful and much more comprehensive 
And so in a session, you know, uh, we may work with one traumatic memory, but this is just an example. It's just like a template for your mind. We harness the power of the subconscious mind to go and find the associated memories and neutralize them, neutralize the painful emotions associated with the memories as a group, right? And so in doing that, you know, neutralizing clusters at a time, you know, this is what makes the method much more powerful. And we start to see changes happening more quickly. And, you know, we see uh, the emotional intensity, you know, start to come down, not just about the memory you're thinking about, but the next time that you're triggered the same way, you know, you're able to hold on to some of that because any common triggers, you know, have been uh, neutralized by your subconscious mind. Does that sound about right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so six sessions, you know, I mean, six, six talk therapy sessions, I think most people would agree not, there's not a, a lot that can be done in six talk therapy sessions for, you know, long standing patterns of um, long standing negative patterns for someone who is very sensitive, who's highly traumatized, right? EMDR, you know, maybe you can get farther in six sessions, but, you know, you experienced uh, these six live sessions where we were working together. And, you know, maybe you can just talk about through our process of working with, you know, whatever it was that was the priority for you that day, you know, if there was a, a painful emotional memory, something that was triggering that happened for you, a situation where you felt maybe judged or, um, you know, some other thing that was happening for you, um, you know, going through a set of these sessions, what did you notice, you know, in terms of the benefits that you, you know, were able to achieve? I think I mentioned earlier that I would say for sure I'm a lot less emotionally overreactive. Mm. So I think I've been that way for most of my life. Um, but I noticed that when I first started getting into MAP and I would do the MAP sessions, like I would really like be letting out a lot of emotional baggage. So there would be a lot of like, even before I met you, Madeline, be even Shanti knows, <laughs> but there'd be like a lot of weeping and like wailing and just grief, um, grief, like a lot of grief that I guess I'd been holding in. And, and um, obviously holding all of that in it, 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 it manifest in your daily life too whether you don't like subconsciously you don't know it but you're stressed walking around with all that right so like today I would say like for sure I'm more emotionally aware of all of, all of those those things those patterns and um, I'm able to look at my thoughts a lot more after that like we worked on certain sticking points in each of the sessions and I'd say as a whole now I'm like oh if, if I look at it I still have you know a, a bad day or off days and I and I do and I still struggle with the chronic fatigue to a degree but um like by and large like oh I, I can look at I can be the watcher of my, my own thoughts and emotions now much more that's a skill that I'm developing mm. um, I'm more present you know 
And like, yeah, the, the judgment was something that we worked on, like, and it, it's still something I will need to work on for the rest of my life. But we, I went to actually, my five-year-old son had a kindergarten dance party and I went with him and his mom. And in those situations, I'm kind of maybe a socially anxious person anyways. And um, just because I don't live with my son, I feel maybe like you said, I feel judged and I don't know the other parents, but, and I felt those things, but it wasn't something enough that I didn't go and didn't enjoy myself. Like I'm glad I went and I enjoyed myself. And I don't think that, and there were things where I didn't feel like I belong because there's all the PTA parents, they all know each other. And there's like, who is this, who is this guy, like Lennox's dad, that's not around that much or, you know, but I'm trying to get that part of my life back on track. And, you know, it was, it was, I was nervous, but it was, it's not going to stop me from living my life now. I think that's the attitude that's switched where I really just want to get my physical health back on track so I can start living my life. Whereas before it would be like at all costs, avoid life, you know, avoid these situations. Or even if I would go in there, I wouldn't have the mindset to try and enjoy myself and understand that there's awkward moments and there's people that won't like you and there's people that will judge you or maybe I'm overreacting or reading into too much and there are nice people instead of only just focusing on oh like this is like a nightmare for me to be in these weird so these social situations that I'm not used to going into it's not a nightmare it's just this is life and I won't dare to enjoy watching my son grow and so that's the attitude that's shifted in me it's a mindset shift that you know, I hope that I, I can hold on to the more of that than my previous mindset, which was just like scared of life and avoid everything at all costs because everyone is out to hurt me and I'm not safe anywhere. Yeah, I guess another thing that I will say is there some negative thought patterns and like addictions and behaviors are starting to dissipate. I guess that's just like, along the same lines where I guess just like even even simple things like being on social media too much like if you're in a chronic illness it's easy, it's easy to be in bed and just like scrolling through Instagram or whatever social media has got you hooked but like I find myself like it's just numbing and like I don't want to do that anymore like it's not become an addiction it's like it's been easy to mm put it down more just listen to music and just or do nothing and look out the window more and like take care of my own health mm. you know and so it's like things like that before would be like I'd fight myself and I maybe I could do it or maybe I want to be like you know just don't watch Netflix as much or you know everyone fights with these or you know a lot of people struggle with it you know basic just distractions and like I find myself meditating more and just doing more health, like talking to myself, like I want to be a healthy person. And so it's being ingrained more. And so it's becoming easier to when I'm, when I'm able to just to just take care of my own mental health and physical health easier. And that's just like a, you know, self care is, is, 
is becoming more of a priority and it's not anything that I'm having to force. And I think that that's a change that I've noticed too. Mm. And so as a result of the sessions that we did together, how, how do you feel like your um, physical health improved or changed? I'd say there was a rapid man, like July was a really, really hard month for me. Like really, like I didn't know if I was going to make it out of this thing. And then I was starting to see some signs of like, um, getting better and like I maybe I have said on this podcast and others will know that's like recovery is not linear with a chronic illness so I I thought it was a it was a really one of the roughest times but then sometimes you'll notice that you'll get a big jump in recovery too and then maybe you'll plateau for a bit and then you might get another big jump and then you'll get set back and then so during that August time when I was working with you August and September that was like the biggest leaps in recovery now that I think about it, you know, um, I was, yeah, I was doing really well at that time too. Um, yeah. So like, I would say I was able to, the brain fog was starting to dissipate and I was starting to physically be able to do things that I hadn't been doing in, in, in many months. Like I was starting to like take my son swimming again at the end of the summer and I like go bike riding and starting to go do things. Um, yeah. So, and then since then I'm like, I still have my symptoms flare up, but by and large, I'm, I'm before I like, if I did any activity with my son, I would have to rest basically for the week and recharge just to go see him again. And then it started being where, oh, I after the weekend and I'd be exhausted and like spent and have these symptoms flare up. Then it started being like, oh, I could extend it to Monday and still do things on Monday and then Tuesday. And then so that time of having more bad days than good days has switched now to having more good days than bad days. So now I'm at the point where I'm, trying to function more or less in my daily life and go see my son on the weekends and get back into schooling right now. Um, and I just have to manage it better, but it's not like I'm ill and like having to rest and recover like all the time. And like, if I know I need a, a day or two, then yeah. Like yesterday, actually, I was like so brain foggy and I was like, am I going to be able to do the, <laughs> the interview with Madeline? But like, I'm pretty confident in a way, like I, the intuition on how to handle these ups, the ebbs and flows of recovery is much better. Mm-hmm. So I can handle it more calmly. And that in turn makes the symptoms uh, dissipate much more quickly, I find too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm okay today, you know? Yeah, that's a really important point. I think when people are, people have a lot of fear around the symptoms or around the setbacks that burst of fear you know that like that comes on with any noticing of of things maybe get getting worse it it just sends them into a downward spiral you know correct yeah when we started working together of course you you already had experiences with the map method but you also had 
you know, because you tried so many things, you had, I think, a really, uh, you had a lot of education already on board. So you're better equipped to handle setbacks and things because of the CFS coaching that you had done. Can you talk a little bit about that and what the approach is, you know, to setbacks? Yes. So the program that I take is they, they talk about uh, like retraining the brain also from a cognitive standpoint. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to, there's a lot of them, right? But DNRS is probably the the main, um, most well-known. And that stands for Dynamic Neural Retraining System. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just a lot of like positive reinforcement and cognitive behavioral therapy, I would say. And so this similar, this program is similar to that. But they also focus a lot on uh, on on pacing and also a lot of, uh, they explain a lot of the science on the nervous system recalibrating itself. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of these are like unexplainable symptoms, right? And you've, you maybe understand this too with your own experience, Madeline, where it's just unexplained. No doctors can really, really find a solution for you. Maybe they can help some of the symptoms, but as we understand it, it's just, uh, the nervous system and the limbic system has been uh, wired incorrectly. And so you're just trying to recalibrate the nervous system back into a normal functioning, healthy state. And that takes care of the symptoms by and large, right? Um, So they talk a lot about like, you don't want to avoid the symptoms. You want to trigger them, in fact, and but you want to handle them appropriately. So you want to trigger these, we call them adjustment p- periods, but maybe people call them setbacks or dips. And so when you tr- trigger them, most people are like, oh shoot, I feel ill. And this was me and this is most people, I don't know what's going on. And then your mind races and your adrenaline pumps and well, then that, doesn't help anything about your your nervous system, right? Um, but if you just handle it like, okay, you tell yourself this is the nervous system and you tell whatever you want to tell yourself. You can use like the DNR system, you know, you can use this set system like stop brain or you just talk yourself kindly. But you, that is when you're, when you're in the symptom flare, that is when your brain is most plastic. And so that is when you want to, do the cognitive behavioral therapy and you want to like train hard the cognitive side of it you know and you can feel it if you train hard and you're really feeling ill and you do it and they're like you have to be relentless in the beginning when you're very ill you know you're relentless this is what you're doing you're sick in bed all day you're just training your mind you're you're you're, you're cognitively saying like you know this is just the brain it's the nervous system it is not you know it's not whatever it is that ails you it's a brain fog I don't know what it is I know what it is it's just a brain trying to keep me safe you know and I love my brain and it's going to be fine you know so you just wait it out and then if you handle it well then within how long it takes to get out of that symptom flare and they on a really bad ones these setbacks they can last one or two months quite frankly right 
And it can be very scary if you don't know what's going on. And that's why people get perpetually stuck because they don't know what's going on. They have none of the knowledge that me and you have. Or they know the doctors can't help them. And so you get more and more worried. And the, the adrenaline, the cortisol, it never stops. And so you get stuck for years and you may start to feel better. But because you don't know what's happening, you just go back into daily life full force. And that's not the way either. So it's important to to rewire these, the rewire the brains and then give your body the amount of rest it needs. When you feel a little bit, a little bit better, then you recover in stages. And that's how it's been going. And so it's very scary. I had the ones where I had these setbacks for, before I started seeing you, I had, like I said, a big one in the summer. It was like almost two months. And I was like, I couldn't get better. I would try to go out once a week for a walk or to the mall and it would just be overwhelming and the brain fog would come back and I'd be debilitated. And I'd be like, I'm never getting better. But at some point it started to get a little bit better, a little bit better. And I was like, oh, it's starting to work. I feel, I do feel better. And then I, I went to see you and then, you know, as things go, it's been a few months now later. And like, I can more confidently say like, like I, you know, they last a few days now, if, if I have a symptom flare up, so I can still live my life, you know, or I can push through and I have a better gauge and it comes together quickly because it was really awful, like half a year ago, but now I'm like, I'm on my way, you know? And so, um, it's, I don't know if I've <laughs> rambled too much there, but no, that was it's really just, they have their own system. And so like, I found that having a cognitive training and understanding the science behind it. And what's good about that program is that they're really in tune with, with um, what goes on during one of these setbacks. It's not just like you're having a setback and rest. It's like there, you know, you, you will go through your symptoms, whatever they are. Some people have, I'm in a program, they have long COVID, fibromyalgia, POTS, there's all kinds of skin sensitivities. For me, it was mainly cognitive, it was brain fog and anxiety and panic, panic attacks and things. And um, once the symptoms dissipate, you'll feel fatigue and that will last a few days and then you'll start to feel better. And then there's some, so they've broken it down. And it's like, I talked to peers in that group and I've noticed it myself. It's like pretty scientific. It's like pretty predictable, which gives you comfort because even you feel like garbage, you're like, okay, this will be a few days or maybe a little longer or shorter, but by and large, it's predictable. And when you have that, someone's been through it and you have peers going through it and you see it in yourself, you're like, okay, this isn't going to last forever. It's going to last whatever, a week, and then I'll see what happens next week. And then at a, you have confidence at a certain point, this is all going to dissipate. You know, there's different stages. And so that's really helped a lot. And then now I've combined it with the MAP method to deal with the deeper emotional traumas and I feel confident in my technique to recover from my illness like this yeah uh so it sounds like um with everything that you've done and that you've tried you've kind of found a you kind of found the things that work for you and so now you feel like you have the tools right to continue on the road to recovery yes yeah. Yeah. So, so I think this is really fascinating, right? Um, if you had to 
come up with that. If you had to give someone a recipe, you know, you had, it took you a lot of trial and error to find the things. Oh, you don't even know. You pieced together that that helped you. What would you say are the most helpful things that you used in combination with the map method? Like, what would you recommend? Okay, so I'm trying to develop this right now, and I want to. We're just talking here, right? I can say, (laughs) okay. So I want to get certified as the map method. That's like the the core, right? Because that'll help help whatever ails you. You just want to feel better and happier in life, even if whatever, right? Even if there's obviously a lot of health benefits outside of the emotional things, but at the very, very, very least, you're going to understand yourself better. You're going to mature, mature yourself emotionally, and you're going to release perhaps some baggage that at the very, very least you can do that. And there's, it's, that's all, those are all benefits. Um, so I would do that. And, and working with you, you train, like you don't necessarily need to, but, you need some sort of uh, conscious level of training. And like, that could be when you do a map session, let's say with you, Madeline, you already tell us, you know, use some affirmations or there's, there's, there's different techniques you can use, but it's, you know, it's just self positive self-talk and affirmations, which is cognitive behavioral therapy on the conscious mind. And so that's what people neglect is the subconscious mind, which is what the map method does so well at. Right. Um, there's something else that I'm using. I don't know if you've heard of a muse headset. Oh yeah. 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 And it's, I use something called a a mind lift app. Like uh, what it does is it it brings up, it stirs up. It's kind of like the EMDR, like it it, it kind of puts you in a more present state for me. Mm. And it also brings up a lot of the things that I need to work on, which I will bring into the map method next time. So like I've done everything. I've done a lot of illegal things <laughs> and I've done also legal medication to help, you know, I'm like whatever de- Dr. Kelly Halderman, I've done all, I've done psychotherapy, psychiatry, clinical counseling, acupuncture, acupressure. I can go on um, meditation retreats, ayahuasca, all, the, all those you know, and they've, they, some of them helped, um, and some of them, you know, that, but I haven't ever found any long-term benefits, whereas I feel like the MAP method and the things that I'm doing now, I'm starting to see, like, per, like change in my personality and how, how life is unfolded, how I approach life or how I approach my thinking, or even if it's not going well, it doesn't derail me like I it doesn't derail me like it used to before. So I, I'm hoping that this is like a track to a permanent change, which I found that traditional medicine and traditional healthcare is just, there's not a, there's, there's something lacking for, for there's something lacking there that doesn't offer long lasting change. Uh, and I think it's good and healthy, but I feel like, I don't know, some of the, the neurofeedback, I feel like if you're struggling with the mental health side, which is, that's all my life's been, is just to research on this. 
and I, I was trying to be a mental health journalist before. And um, so I feel like the neurofeedback is a track to pursue. I feel like the MAP method is a track to pursue and some form of, you know, conscious neural retraining is a track to pursue and come combine these things with, you know, normal self-care meditation and, you know, pursuing a, a calm, healthy life for like, you know, whatever brings you positivity and peace in your life. Like those combinations, I'm, I want to see if this leads me anywhere in life, you know, so. Yeah, I'd say it already has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing all of that research that you've done because this is invaluable, right? For for anyone that is experiencing, you know, any of the, you know, the, the kinds of conditions and symptoms that you uh, were experiencing. It's just, it's so hard to do this kind of research and so expensive to try so many things you know, when you're already debilitated, when you can't think straight, you know, when your finances are probably unsettled and <clears throat> trying to figure out where, which modalities will really move the needle for you is hard. Yeah. So I, I think people will really um, be grateful for your recommendations there. So, um, you know, I guess we've talked about this, but, you know, would you recommend the MAP method to others and for what, what reasons, what purposes, you know, and I think you, so you kind of talked about how, even if it doesn't touch your symptoms, right, it will help you to resolve some emotional or uh, mental or um, thinking patterns, right, that may be adding to the suffering that you feel even around your health condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, of course I would recommend it. And it's exactly like what you said, like if you're struggling with stress or mental health things and everyone is, I believe everyone has traumas that need to resolve, whether they like to admit it or not. And they have stress in their lives. Um, and it will definitely help with that, but it will help you gain an understanding. It'll help you with like with your own identity, you know, and from how we've been talking, I understand it that the, the 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 mind, the body, the nervous system, your emotions, your it's all it's all connected, and your physical body is is all one entity. So, from my belief is that of course it, it you will see some kind of physical manifestation of the positivity of letting go of some of that stress. It may seem based on something like very spiritual, and it is, but it's also backed by like a lot of science. And you know, there's 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 books like uh, the body keeps the score, which is like there's a lot of these kind of there's a lot of studies and research showing that you know the trauma and emotions over the course of a lifetime is stored in the brain and the nervous system, and it has a very direct. Uh, physical manifestation on your health so yeah it's it's something to look into for sure yeah definitely definitely and if anyone has any question about that and all they have to do is look at the aces study the adverse childhood experiences study done mm -hmm. by the cdc the centers for disease control and kaiser permanente um i 
think it was a study of 17,000 individuals. They answered 10 simple questions about, you know, what, which of these negative experiences did you have before the age of 18? And for people who got a score of four or more, it was, it was very clearly correlated with higher rates of mental health issues, addictions, chronic health issues, early death, um, and so on. So there is th that that study, though it was very simply done, you know, a 10 question survey, and it didn't even list all the possible kinds of trauma one can experience before the age of 18. It was just some common ones, very clearly showed that people who have higher levels of early life trauma, you know, this affects the affects their their health, mental, emotional, and physical for the rest of their lives unless there's an intervention, right? Like psychotherapy or EMDR or the MAP method that can help you to kind of unburden yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that much is very clear. And though most practitioners still don't think that way, I think more and more of them are starting to realize, you know, in addition to these treatments and modalities and meds and supplements, you know, and diet regimens, like you should be, incorporating a mind-body modality if you want to recover your health. And so, yeah, the MAP method would fit the bill. Right. Well said. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, Joe. It's been really wonderful having you on the show, and I do appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. You're welcome. Happy to be on. Hope to come on again someday. Yes, once you're certified as a math practitioner, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to have you back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, or Stitcher. Check out our free courses about the MAP method, how it works, and how we use it for mind-body healing at mapforhealth.us or schedule your introductory session at mindremapforhealth.com. You can also view the MAP Coaching Institute's offerings at mapcoachinginstitute.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2022 by Twin Cities Neural Retraining. Music by Barbara Benz.